Doctor, where's my doctor? Um, if you're re- if you're wondering why I just said that, it's because I watched this lady called Lady T Sensations on YouTube, and she's from like South Carolina or something like that. And she said, "Doctor," <laughs> I was just watching her. And she said, "Doctor is a doctor. It's not a doctor." Because I thought she said daughter for a second. I'm like, why? She doesn't have a daughter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome to this 14th episode of Child the Podcast. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram at mylovemyneedtonight. Um, look me up on YouTube. I think most of the viewership is on YouTube, so you don't have to look me up on there. Uh, leave a comment about the podcast if you would like. Tell me what's good. This is the 14th episode. Okay, so I just want to say, like, first of all, like, episode, like, I don't like, when I do, like, side episodes like I did on Sunday for um, Easter, I don't like, I want to, I want to name them, like, 12 and a half or, like, 13 and a half. Because I feel like a full episode is what is my main job. <laughs> my side job are the side stuff like I've done. Um, I did another one. I'm forgetting what I what what that was. Um, but yeah, also this name. I don't know if I 100% like the name Child, the podcast. I don't necessarily use Child a lot like I used to. I might change it. I'm good. I'm going to change it. I'm just, you know, I'm just waiting, giving myself time to figure out what this is. But this is the 14th episode. I've been doing this for, wait, no, I haven't been doing this for 14 weeks. I've been doing this for probably like 12 weeks. Because I've done two like side episodes. Oh, oh, the Grammys, the Grammys and uh, Destined to Win. Oh, like a Sunday special. Honestly, that Grammys was a little bit of a mess. (laughs) But the one I'm really proud of that I really feel like I gave a lot of something new and interesting and whatever, whatever, is the Tina Turner episode. I really love the Tina Turner documentary. Um... And I love that all what I talked about in there. Go listen to that episode. That's really one of my favorites that I've done so far in terms of content and my thoughts being clear and everything, everything, everything. So I do want to, um, I do want to clear up something that I didn't say on Sunday from Karen Clark Sheard's. Uh, my Karen Clark Sheard review of Dustin, my review of Karen Clark Sheard's album Dustin to Win. Um, I did say that it was nominated the song Sunday Morning or Sunday AM. Do you like when people say AM? Like I find it like so. I find it so lazy when people do the um agri- ab- uh, abbreviations. And like shortening of words, like sometimes I'll use them. Like I use, you know, because the average, the normal ones that you know we use in high school or school or whatever. I use those, um, but as far as like W, what is it? W Y G G. I hate that. I hate Y. I hate the um, W Y D. I hate that. And my mom does it. I'm just like, lady, you're like 62. Why are you saying W-Y-G, whatever it is? Like, I hate it. I'm sort of like a traditionalist in certain aspects of certain things. And I'm very, like, stick to a certain method, which isn't 100% modern. Like I hate, like I hate when people say F R F R, like just say for real, for real, or I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. But um, Sunday AM is what the song is called. But the album was nominated for a Grammy because I had to like go back and look at some stuff because I was looking at something, and I was like, wait a minute. 
she's been nominated a lot for Grammys. Well, I don't know if a lot. I, I was just trying to figure it out because all the information wasn't in one specific place. It was kind of spread out. But she definitely was nominated. The album, shout out to the album, Dustin DeWin was nominated for like best gospel album, best contemporary gospel album, whatever, whatever. And then the song Sunday AM. And I think they were, in, yeah, they were in two different years. Let's talk about Carrie Underwood's live concert. I thought some of it seemed, and of course, I wasn't expecting it, but like, I'm kind of going off the Clark sisters who I think firstly did a virtual concert, a really good one. Um, they, did they do, they were live a hundred percent. Yeah, they were a hundred percent live. Maybe one or two songs. It seemed not. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think. I think they were hundred percent live. But like Carrie's and some of these other people's, they don't seem like they're hundred percent live, and it's kind of difficult sometimes because you're like, I've heard the album, and you know what a pre-recorded pre-recorded track sounds like, except for allegedly Janet. She pre-records her live vocals or redoes re-sings her vocals and then acts like it's live when she's performing live, whatever. I don't know. That's what uh, Stan told me. I was like, oh, news to me. Um, But Carrie, some of it seemed live. Some of it didn't seem live. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was live or not. That's the thing. It was pretty good. She sang most of the songs from the um, album. She didn't do any, like, of her traditional or her older songs. She didn't do, like, Jesus Take the Wheel. She did a little bit of Something in the Water, a little bit of it. Um, uh, CC Winans came out. My Thing Was Buffering. <sighs> that was so annoying. That was so annoying. But CC Winers came out, they did, uh, not how great they are. They did Greatest by Faithfulness together. It was nice to see them. I don't know if it was live. That's the thing. I'm just like, I don't know if it was live or not because it came off a little bit as live. But if you just listen to it without watching it, you're like, mm, I don't know. But it was really good. I think she. I forget the number. She, um, it's not donated. She, uh, what's the word? Gathered. <laughs> All her fans gathered and they came up with this giant number that's going to a charity, which is really what the thing was for. And it was live. I mean, it was, um, it was on Facebook, but she was like, this is me performing like it wasn't live live which is why i'm like why are you showing us behind the scenes of you saying this is you the night before or last night or something getting this together but anyways okay i wanted to talk about we'll talk about american idol segueing into from carrie underwood because i was thinking i was like who are my favorite american idols or who are, okay, who are my favorites? And then who are the most successful American idols? And honestly, it's pretty much the women. And I was looking at the list last night and I was realizing, oh, there's only like 12 American idols winners, which I was very surprised about. It wasn't like a top model or like Survivor or the American race. It was like 12, which is like a short list. And it's really half of the people I know and then half of the people I don't know. So there was Kelly Clarkson, Ruben Stutter. I'm going to tell you the people I do know. I didn't watch Kelly Clarkson. I think might have watched Ruben. I know my mom's a boy. She's a big fan of Ruben. Uh, Ruben Stutter. Fanny. I mean, Fantasia. Sorry, that's what I call her. (laughs) Fantasia, then there's Carrie Underwood. I watched those two. No, I didn't watch those two. I don't remember watching those two. I probably didn't. 
Or did I? I don't remember. I don't I don't think I did. Taylor Hicks. I think I did watch Jordan Sparks. I forget she's an American Idol winner. Like, her career has gone pretty much to nowhere. I mean, she had a couple of hits back in the day. But as far as now, she's the um, Old Navy <laughs> lady. <laughs> There's a video of her. She just put out a song called, like, um, Red Sangria. It, it's very, like, generic looking. And so somebody put <laughs> clips of her video onto the Old Navy with the Old Navy uh, logo and stuff. It made it look like an Old Navy, an old Navy commercial. <laughs> also, if you're on Twitter, do you know, uh, if you're on Twitter, you know about this black and white thing. It's, it doesn't have a hashtag, which is like one of the first things. It's like modern pictures that they turn black and white and given like captions about like slavery and... <laughs> slavery and like the 60s and time periods before right now it's hilarious it doesn't have a hashtag so i can't tell you go look up hashtag whatever because i've been like trying to keep up and some of them are really funny and then some of them are just like okay you tried it it's a flop david cook i think i watched david cook scotty mcneary i might have watched him i definitely watched philip phillips he, in terms of the last generation of, quote-unquote generation, of American Idol winners, he is probably the most successful from there. And then Candace Glover, I think Candace is the last one I watched. And I think that was with um, Mariah and Nicki Minosh. Sticky Minaj, as I call her. And I think um, Got To Be Real called her Sticky Minaj when Little Kim would talk. She would say Sticky Minaj. How oh, fucking hilarious. Shout out to Got To Be Real. Got To Be um, Patty LaHell. We miss you. I loved your content. I used to, We used to follow each other on Tumblr. I don't know if you're still on there. I think it was called Blazing Amazing or whatever Mariah lyric that was. I think it was a Mariah lyric. But I think people are saying she's a Hollywood, um, she's a writer in Hollywood, and she wanted to kind of erase that sort of part from her life. I don't know if YouTube took the videos down, the um, Got To Be Real parody, hilarious, absolutely hilarious videos. I didn't know they were taken down, because um, I would frequently, in the past, go back and watch them. <laughs> watch them. Um... <laughs> just a genius in that aspect how she like took every took words wrote a script i'm guessing she like wrote it it's like a scripted show but based upon actually what they're saying so they're mouthing what they're actually saying hilarious very genius one of the best youtube creators um i was about to say something but i forgot Shout out to Got To Be, I mean, Patty LaHell. Oh, YouTube, I don't know if she took him down or YouTube took him down, but allegedly the videos are not on there anymore, but there's like a um, open load link or whatever, like the YouTube links they are. I have saved in my bookmarks on the Twitter. But yeah, Candace Glover, she was the last one that I watched. Of course, American Idol was going on. And then the judges, remember when Patty was like, Patty LaBelle, she found out that what well, they told her Ellen was a judge. I think that Ellen was the first judge that were like questionable because now Ellen has sort of opened the doors for, <clears throat> excuse me, a Katy Perry who isn't the best vocal singer ever. She has bops. She has history making bops. But she has no right to tell somebody how to sing. But she's opened the door for Ellen, opened the door for like Katie and um, Jennifer Lopez was on the show. 
I love when they put Cara, Cara Diaguardi, I think that's her name was, on American Idol because it was a different aspect. She was a songer, singer, a successful singer, songer. I don't think, she, yeah, she's a singer. I don't know if she's had any hits, hits, but she's a successful songwriter. Love that aspect. I think she was on there with Paula. And Paula was a jam back in the day. I'm not going to lie, you know, Straight Up was really hopping. She did that one song, um, Dance like we're here on the floor. Dance like there's no tomorrow. I'm forgetting the name of that song, but she did it with Randy. It was like this revamp. Remember when Paula had her TV show on Bravo and she was like, I am the gift and you need to treat me like the gift I am. <laughs> I would drive my cousin insane with that. Uh, <laughs> the gift. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, so Ellen, oh, when Patty was, like, dissing Ellen, and she had to go back and retract her statements, because she didn't want, you know, Patty, she doesn't want to ruffle any feathers, until she needs to ruffle some feathers. She was like, Ellen, I don't know how, who told her she could be a judge on American Idol, it was hilarious. If anybody, Patty should have been a judge, um... But now they have, you know, Katy Perry, and you're just like, I don't know how this happened, but here we are. Who else? I feel like, I think there were some people on The Voice. Well, maybe it's just an American Idol. Also, why is The Voice still going on? It's not like we know any of these people. It's not like any of these people are actually going to, at this point, mount to anything unless they have a really talented voice or they have a the record label driven behind them like what's the point besides i guess you just need a tv show to pay some people because ariana grande is on there now oh speaking of i forgot about that kelly clarkson she's okay remind me to talk about kelly on the on the voice but anyways i was like who are these most successful people and then i was like trying to put it in order in terms of favorites Oh my gosh, this is going to be difficult. So I have, actually the most successful is Carrie Underwood. But in terms of, you're still working and got things going for you, baby. I would say Kelly Clarkson. She's really taken this in the last like couple of years. I think I remember when um, Stronger came out. I feel like Kelly Kelly's um, life revamped. Oh, excuse me. Kelly's career revamped. And you're like, oh, wow. Kelly Clarkson's killing it again. And you know what? Kelly has a bunch of songs that you would have thought went, num- went to number one. Kelly only has two number one songs. Which I'm like, wait, what? What are you talking about? That second album, Breakaway. I think that's the name of it. Had all the hits. Breakaway. Um, Since You've Been Gone. Oh my gosh, Since You've Been Gone. She had Because of You. She had Never Again. She was just pumping them hits out. And they all didn't go to number one. They were like in the top ten, most definitely. Most of them were like top ten. Also, like I said, so Kelly has the talk show, which I don't know why, but it's doing well for her. Um, She has, she's also on The Voice, collecting another check. And I'm like, the only scandal she really has had was really this divorce that came out of nowhere last year when she was like, yeah, so we're getting a divorce. And you're like, wait a minute. You would just say how much you love this man. Come back. Wait. And she's like, no, I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> and now I'm writing like 80 songs a day about it. And I'm working on my next album. And it's going to be the best album. I hate when people say that. I think I've said this before. I hate when someone's like, this is my best album that I've ever recorded and it's like no you just said that about the last one stop fucking lying you just want us to buy it okay so then we have carrie underwood carrie underwood is the most successful in terms of 
Would it be sales? Maybe sales, but definitely like awards and number ones. And her category, definitely. Oh yeah, her album came in at number, I think number four on the Billboard Hot 100, which I was very shocked. Maybe because it was gospel, but, you know, a different genre than she's normally done. But I was very shocked. Uh, She's the most successful. She has the most awards. She has the most Grammys in that sense. She, uh, touring, always good. I'm not going to say that, you know, everybody's touring isn't bad. Everybody's touring is bad, but her touring is really good. Uh, the only scandal to me that she had is her falling and fucked up her lip. Now she has this new lip, this thicker lip. You can even see it on her, my favorite album. It's like, it's a trip. Never mind. <laughs> Every time I look at her, I'm like, who is that woman? Okay, then we have, is that all I have her? Yeah, when her falling. And then her pregnancy journey, kind of controversial. I don't want people to take this in a wrong way, but I just told God, if you want me to have a baby, give it to me, nigga. And I was like, damn, Carrie. Okay, we get it. Also, country music. I've said this so much before. Country music supports. Country music will come to your concert. Country music. If they won't come to your concert, they're going to buy your fucking album. You see where Morgan Wallen, I think he just, his album finally was from the top number one for like seven weeks, eight weeks, whatever it was, nine weeks, whatever it was. Country music supports. Person was Carrie Underwood, and Carrie Underwood is very talented. All these women are very talented. Fantasia, I would say she's third in whatever realm. <laughs> okay, it's the most successful. Probably, 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 probably. How do you say that word? Probably, probably. Oh, probably. <laughs> okay, probably. <laughs> okay, probably whatever realm, whatever my okay, this list. Okay, there's my list, and there's the list. The list, I think. Fantasia, whatever, it comes in at number three because although Fantasia has solid fucking albums hit after or not hit after hit, except for this last album. I'm not gonna say that the last album was very solid, but the what like six before that Fantasia album, the Side Effects of You album, the, I keep forgetting the name of that album that she did, Ugh, with the face, the blue face, I keep forgetting because it's not a name, oh shit, I hate when I do that, because it's not a name on the album, it's not like a track name, it's like this random ass name with no time for it, and blue, and Roller Coaster and Sleeping with the Man I Love. You know that album. That really good album that she doesn't like. Like I said, like a, a couple weeks ago, she said she didn't like it because it was a Hurry Up and Get Out of Here album. She has solid albums. Vocally, she's a really good vocalist. To me, on the studio versions or in the studio, she's a more dynamic singer in the studio than she is live. I feel like live, she just wants to scream and shout and let it all out, which I don't have time for. I think my cousin said that. I think she said she went to a Fantasia concert here once. Also, I meant to say, the weather is so delicious right now. It looks so beautiful. I can see the greenery. I can see the light sky blue. I can see the cars. It's supposed to be like 80-something degrees. I'm trying not to get out of the house. I don't like the heat like that too much. Um... Because yesterday, wait, how did I get here? Oh, fantastic. Okay, so yesterday, it was, like, storming. But it stormed for, like, a total of, like, maybe three hours. Because it was, like, on and off. And it was, like, thundering and lightning and raining so hard. And then it was, like, 7 o'clock. And it literally stopped at, like, 7 o'clock. And the sun was coming. The sun came out at 7. And the sun was just beaming. And it just looked like a whole different city. I was just like, oh. Okay, here we go. Give us a little rain. 
Cool us off, Jesus. Beautiful. And now it's continued on today. So shout out to that. But my cousin went to a concert and I think she said, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. She went to a Tamon concert. I think she wanted to go to a Fantasia concert. Scratch that thought. Never mind. Also, she she was just saying Tamar wasn't that good of a performer. I think she was here with Joe or somebody. Or R. Kelly. Was it R. Kelly? Speaking of R. Kelly, we're going to talk about R. Kelly in a few seconds. So, Fantasia. She, she's not the best live performer to me always. Because she's always screaming. Maybe I'll go check out. She did something for Easter. Also, Fantasia just had her baby, actually. I don't know why she's pregnant. Anyways, child. That's the child right there. Child. What the hell? Um, But yeah, she just had her baby. I think it was a girl? Or was it a boy? I think it was a girl. Shout out to Fantasia. Giving birth, still. So... But Fantasia's had a lot of drama. <laughs> like, only the black people cared. That's what we do. We bring the drama, baby. Out of all these people, Fantasia, you know, Fantasia had the she couldn't read thing. She definitely had the glow up, baby, because, ooh-wee, those pictures. She had the, <laughs> the couldn't read thing, <laughs> which isn't funny. But it's funny in the let's laugh thing. Let's have a little moment of laughter. Not in a joke. A moment of laughter. Then she had the I'm... Uh, remember she played herself in her Lifetime movie? The Fantasia Barino story, Barino, Barino story? Then she had the thing where she was like broke as a joke. I didn't have any money in the safe because all her family was eating up all her money and she's paying for this, this, and that, and that, and that. Pulling like a Whitney, basically. And then remember when she was on Broadway, she quit Broadway, but didn't tell anybody she quit Broadway. She just ghosted them, I guess. And then this man she had a baby with. He's not a man. He's just a friend. Oh, wait, what'd she tell her? I have something to tell you. It's about a man. He's just a friend. That's it. And her auntie said, girl, please. <laughs> on her show on VH1, remember? Remember? And she would always fight with her brother, Tiny. And I think her brother got in like a car accident or something. Or was that her cousin, Casey? I'm forgetting. Remember, she had a show. Everybody had a show. Oh, my gosh. I was just thinking about L.A. Hair last night. Do you guys remember L.A. Hair on WeTV with Kim Kimball? And Kim Kimball seemed like she wanted to have this wonderful business, but she kept hiring on these horrible stylists, and they kept getting into fights and shit. That's when I knew. That's one show I knew that seemed so fake. Back then, it was probably like six or seven years ago now on WeTV. And I was like, this show is so fucking fake. It's so fucking weird. But nausea. I was looking at the nausea fights. Nausea fight. Everybody in there. She said, I'm a big girl. I'm a beat your little ass with my big girl hips. Nausea was hilarious. (laughs) Please go look at the LA hair recaps and fights and shit. You want a good laugh. A good throwback. But I was just like, Kim... You worked with Beyonce. You still work with Beyonce. You work with Mary J. I think Michelle came in one day and got her hair done. Or was it Kelly? Somebody. You work with all these fantastic celebrities. And Kim would always be off on location doing other, you know, the celebrities' hair. And back we'll come back to the, to the salon. And people would just be like fucking fighting all day and then she leave her sister and her sister didn't want to deal with this shit i think her sister's name was leah and then her mom was like girl i'm in the back i'm gonna i'm looking through the uh peephole but like her sister didn't want to deal with this shit and she would tell kim kim you need to come fix this shit and handle this shit i want a biscuit i just thought about a biscuit and some jelly but she was like kim you need to come and help out and deal with this shit and kim would be like okay <laughs> 
even give a fuck. That's sort of like, there's no way this is Oh, there's no way this is real. Okay, anyways. Fantasia, I think her last thing was, and now, you know, she's like talking about marriage and shit, which is like, people don't want to hear this from Fantasia. Because you've been married for two minutes and you always want, now you want to talk about somebody's marriage. You were a side hoe for a moment. Because Andrew Cook, <laughs> did it Andrew, Antoine Cook's wife sue Fantasia for like stealing her man because you could do that in like South Carolina or whatever state they live in like how fucking hilarious but besides the drama I think Fantasia <clears throat> she's very consistent with her R&B lane does she have a Grammy I don't know maybe not but anyways those are my okay and then my list I don't know Okay, I think my list will be Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, Fantasia. Because Kelly was killing it. Miss Independent, I love her. Breakaway, I love her. Behind These Hazel Eyes. What other songs? Um, Mr. Know-It-All. Well, Mr. Know-It-All is not my favorite, but I listen to it. Stronger. And then there was that Don't You Know. I forget what song. I think it was like a Beyonce reject song. Oh, no, no. They said Halo. And this other song Kelly did on, I think it was like her fourth album. No, the one after, um, the one on Stronger, whatever album that name is, her alleged comeback. I'm going to call it her comeback because she really came back because Behind These Sales of Eyes and whatever, Behind These Sales of Eyes was a fan-fucking-tastic song, fan-fucking-tastic video. But I feel, I think it was like she was having trouble with her record label at that time. And then she came back. And now, you know, the, her last album that she just did was her first album that she, like, broke away from. It was her, her contract ended from American Idol. And, you know, she was like, people with American Idol and these, like, given contracts, they don't always fit with the artist. The record label doesn't fit with the artist. And they're like, I came to them. We negotiated something. It was, I was giving them they were giving me, we had to figure it out. <clears throat> and now that I'm free, now that, you know, this has ended, I'm going to move on because, you know, she's fucking successful. She has a fucking amazing voice. Um, her Kelly Oki, I think they call it <laughs> on her show. She does. <laughs> They're on her talk show. It's always like, Billboard is always talking about her Kelly Oki's. But I'm like, okay. And every now and then, when I, like when I get to work, it's when her show plays and they'll have the TV on. And we'll see. Why did you miss all the hell? Who are these people? I don't know. Um, Billboard is always talking about her karaoke's. So, shout out to Carrie, uh, Kelly Clarkson. But, you know, she was like, this last album, she was able to break away and find another record label that she liked and Build a partnership. Also, I wonder how many albums is on Beyonce's record contract. Because I believe, I don't remember when they renewed it. I don't, I forget when they said they renewed it. But I'm like, how do y'all know this information if I can't even find it? Anyways, that was the Beehive. Beehive. Um, but yeah, Kelly, I think we'll say Kelly. But then last week, I was listening to Carrie Underwood's Blown Away album and her um, Storytellers album. And I'm like, ooh, wee. I, I can't remember. I can't believe I remember the Blown Away songs. Like, ooh, these songs were so fucking good. And there were like a time when I was like getting out of high school. And I was just like listening to music. And I was really, that's when I really became a fan of Carrie, Carrie Underwood's When Blown Away. That was like the first album I like played through all the way. Um, I had played Play It On before. Great songs off of Play it On. Love those songs. But Blown Away and then The Storyteller. Oh, yes. We were just having a, I was having a Carrie Underwood praise moment the other day. Um, but Carrie Underwood's, her voice is like in the, um, in her, Live concert, like her tone is just so draw dropping and it's so like you have to listen. It's so powerful. Her tone. Uh also how great they are. Of course, she fucking did it again. 
as expected. Shout out to that. Just amazing. Please go watch it. Go listen to it. I swear, every time I tell you, every time I listen to How Great Thou Art, she gives it to us, and she gives it to us good, and it's consistent, and it's the vocal. That's how I was like, is this live or not? That's why, because I'm like, it's consistent enough to be like, is this live or not? Carrie. And then I would have Fantasia at the bottom as the most successful. Ruben, he tried it. You know, Ruben and Clay Aiken, they try to stay relevant. I'm trying to think about any other. Oh, of course, Jennifer Hudson. I didn't watch that season because I don't remember her or them. Of course, Jennifer Hudson. Who else? I can't think of any other relevant people. I kind of want some Chinese food. Anyways. Let's talk about Anita B. So, Miss Baker, I gave us a little update. Let me go to my thing of my bobs. Miss Baker gave us a little update on her record label thing, which I guess is coming to an end or something. She said, We are currently working and negotiating on my copy ma- copyrights and masters. Thank you to friends. Oh wait, thank you to friends, fans, media, and record labels that are supportive, active, and prayerful for our efforts on my behalf, on behalf of myself and the other artists, creators. I'm grateful and hopeful. I need to bake her XO. So I guess some stuff is coming together for her, which is great. She's getting, uh, she's getting uh, progress on getting her master's, which is what she said she deserved. and Not what she said, but yes, what she said she deserves and what she does deserve. Because she said after a certain time, I was supposed to get my master's. But I told y'all, we working with, uh, who is it? Warren, not Warren, um, Warner Brothers. It might be, because I thought she was giving us an update like I got it, but we'll see, we'll see. But I'm just like, how do you renege on a contract? It says, if she's saying, it says, I was supposed to get my master's after a certain period of time, fucking give it to her. Come on, nerves. R. Kelly. Now, we know R. Kelly has issues. And music is not one of them. We know R. Kelly. Oh, I meant to write a list. That's what I meant to do. Um, maybe I can look it up. We know R. Kelly has issues with little girls. He might deny it. Whatever. We know it. People um, enabled him. People supported his help. And... Now, I feel like we're suffering because of it. In my opinion, I think R. Kelly... Um, where are these? No. I feel like R. Kelly... What am I trying to say? I feel like that R. Kelly... Where did produce? This is what I want. I feel like he... We don't need to suffer. And I understand supporting, but I feel like this is my thing. I This is what I came up with. Not what I came up with. This is what I feel. Music, this is a good statement too. Music is more deeper than a movie, a pastor, preaching. Excuse me. Music is in people's soul. People are born with vocals and the talent. Music is in us. Music hits us differently. And I feel like to strip away music, if it's not in a negative way, like he wasn't making 100% terrible songs. I think it's like one or two songs that are like questionable and maybe alluded to his habits. I mean, to his ridiculousness, his pedophilia, 
I do. I feel like yeah, there's a couple songs, but mostly his songs are like inspirational, really good songs. And you know, Pussy Poppers. To be honest, <clears throat> I'm trying to find the songs. Wait, where are the artists? Okay, artist, writer, producer. And, you know, he's written a fuck ton of songs. So, as we know, well, as you probably don't know, the verses happened with Earth, Wind & Fire and the Isley Brothers. And Ronald Isley, he did a song with, I think he probably did an album, but I know he did a song with R. Kelly, and they were wondering if they were going to play that song. It was like the hit fucking song. Um, I don't want to. I think that was a remix. He didn't write that. Wait, what? Love him, written by R. Kelly, written I Don't Want To by Tony the Braxton. Wait. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'm coming off really... I was supposed to write a list of songs. But I already know a list of songs by the top of my head. But they were wondering if he was going to play it. You Are Not Alone, he wrote. They were wondering if they were going to play it or not. And I think they ended up... Did they play it? Oh, fuck. I think they played it. Or just, like, edited his parts out or something like that. I didn't watch the verses. I just heard about it. But saying that, like, I love... And I know that's not on there. Share my... Oh, no, that's not the song. Um, Songs. I love the... um, And it's on... He did with Mary J. Blige on her album. I love... um, Why are they saying he wrote Outrageous? Okay, he allegedly wrote Outrageous by Britney Spears. I love It's Your World by um, Jennifer Hudson. It's the duet. It was a Grammy-nominated duet. And they took that off of, you know, after a certain period of time, artists started taking his songs off of streaming. So they're like, oh, yeah, remember? It was like, I forgot the hashtag. It was like, fuck R. Kelly or whatever. And so R. Kelly was like, they were like, R. Kelly... We don't want you to um, <laughs> gain any new, um, what's the name? We don't want you to have an income and you need to go rot in jail. Ignition. I love ignition. Fresh off the kitchen. Mama rolling that body. Adi. Oh my gosh. These are great fucking songs. And these aren't even all the songs. I don't know why all the songs aren't on here. Wikipedia. Anyways, so It's Your World by Jennifer Hudson. And then my favorite, uh, Do What You Want with Lady Gaga, who is in my main chorus. We're going to talk about Lady Gaga and that shit show. So they pulled off all these great songs. You know, now Do What You Want on the digital is, uh, what's it called? Replaced by the Do What You Want remix she did with Christina, which I'm annoyed about. I don't want to listen to Christina. I want to listen to R. Kelly. What are the song? The the song he did with Celine Dion, she pulled that off of streaming. Just like, you know, a bunch of artists that he worked with um, were pulled off of streaming. Pulled their songs off of streaming. And... People are always like, even like now, they're like, oh, this restaurant is playing R. Kelly and let's leave. And it's just like, you know what? He's a horrible man, but he's not a horrible music old artist. And everybody loved R. Kelly before this expose. And now you're just like throwing him to the way, throwing his music to the wayside. Throw him to the wayside, wayside, yes. But don't throw his music. Because, like I said, music is a different thing. And I love It's Your World. I love Do What You Want. Um, That last album, his, like, sexual party album, was a little bit much. But it has some cute bops on it. (laughs) I think that's who it was. I think she went to go see Love, uh, Tamar, and R. Kelly. 
That was like 2013 or 14 or something like that. But yeah, R. Kelly. Anita Baker, R. Kelly. So when I come back, what's your thoughts on R. Kelly? I know a lot of people don't like it, but I feel like I don't think a lot of people are sort of with me. Like, I don't see a lot of comments saying, oh, yes, we love the music still. Like, I still love the music. I still like Ignition, Fresh Out the Kitchen. I love, like I said, do what you want. And then they were like getting to Gaga. They were like, Gaga, we know, you know, you had to have known about this shit. You know, it was very controversial with the song she did at that time. Okay, we'll talk about. I'm going to leave it there because we're going to talk about Gaga next and this ridiculous hard pop shit. Um, it's not ridiculous, but it's kind of kooky. It's weird. Like, what's going on with art pop? So when I come back for the main course, we're going to talk about this art pop drama. <laughs> okay. We'll be back. I'll be back. I'm back. All right. So for this week's main course... We have some drama going on. Well, not drama, but it's some weird shit going on. And it does with Lady Gaga. And so, as we know, Lady Gaga, her third album? It's only her second. Just, oh, no, 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 no. When, yeah, it would be technically her third, because, um, that's what I said, Roman's Revenge. Oh, my gosh. What's that album called? The album is called Shamalama Ding Dong, Mr. Ling Long. Um, the one with Born um, Bad Romance and Alejandro. E So Happy I Can Die. E Teeth. It was like the re re release of. The Just Dance album that I'm forgetting the name of the album. And Just Dance came out, uh, I think it was 13 years ago, it said. Shout out to Just Dance. Just Dance still is a pop. Boppity bop. Um, what was I saying? So she released a, it was like her third album, Art Pop. And she, during, she said she wrote, did she write Art Pop on the road? No. Born His Way was written on the road. Art Pop, she was dealing with fame. Wait, no. Where is that born this way? I don't remember. Jesus. Because I feel like most of her themes and her music is very much the same. It's like dealing with fame. Not so much heartbreak. Mostly like depression, anxiety, mental health. Being supportive. Needing support. Being a reflection of her fans. I feel like that's mostly what her albums are. Or she's at in her life with things. And, you know, I'm going to say this. I was, like, she's always, I noticed she, like, always talked about or sang about depression. And I'm just, like, I realized, oh. And I, I, I made a silly, it wasn't silly. I made a um, ignorant response, an ignorant uh, mental health. I do suffer with, like, anxiety. But not so much depression. And so... It's, depression to me is like a different kind of situation because I don't deal with it. Um, but I was like, why is she always, oh, I was like, I think she was talking about depression on Chromatica and then she was like brought it up and I was like, there she goes again talking about depression. I'm like, isn't she just like done with depression? But I'm like, oh, depression, you are just done with depression. Oh, most people aren't just done with depression. It kind of creeps back up, and it's living, and it festers, and it grows, and then I guess it'll decrease, and then it'll grow again. So I made a like remark, and I probably shouldn't have, but I realized, oh, okay, she's talking about depression again because maybe she's going through another episode, or she's going through another situation where it's sparking up, or you know, bringing up the depression. Um, I did want to say that because, first of all. So, secondly, the thing is, child, with this art pop situation, so she made the art pop, and it was, like, her expressing herself. I think, like, she had brought up, like, 
it was like her rape had came up in her life again or she hadn't really healed from it so she was trying to heal from it so she made like swine and she's talking about her sex dreams and then she talked about like fame or like where she was in her life she talked a little bit about fame i think on um i love that song applause art pop was just like this emotional ballad it was like a disc i forgot what somebody said it was it was like these heart-wrenching topics these depressive topics but in a pop music presentation like somebody was like yeah if you think about it all these songs on art pop are very sad they have a certain sad element to them or something like that and I was like, wow. So that's basically what our pop was. And so our pop to her, I believe, was like this traumatic situation in her. She really, oh my gosh. I just like thought about that image of her during that interview. And she was being, um, uh, I forget the word she uses. It's not pop art. It's, um, oh crap. Were you like, reflective of you're giving a prison presentation of like pop culture and it's not a present it's not an all performance performance art i think yeah performance art yeah i think that's the name the term she's very performance art she's being a performance artist and being performance art and i just remember her doing that interview and she just sat there and stared for like five, literally five minutes and thought about an answer or she just like stopped talking or something. And she just, she's being very performance artist. And it was like, it was a new costume every day. It was such a avant-garde costume every day. It was, she just seemed a little bit, just a little bit like she was rolling off the rails. And so that era, (laughs) in her life and she wasn't taken seriously people uh, it was just so much rumors and i think at that time she had switched management and i think lorianne was kicked off the bucket lorianne gibson was like no longer her choreographer she had worked for her since the fucking beginning um great music i love art pop it's just like the era itself was a little bit foggy in a way of like, what is going on here? Um, so she, I don't remember when, but she has, she's always talking. I've always heard her say, I'm always working on music. I'm always recording music. And she did say like, there's an art pop too. But I don't know if I want to put it out right now. I think, like, towards the end of that era, she was like, or towards the end period of her putting our pop out, she was like, yeah, there's our pop too. I might put it out now. I know some songs had leaked. I love Stash. That's one of the songs that I know. Brooklyn Nights is another song. It's a fan favorite or fan, whatever. They rave over it, whatever. I don't think it was a favorite of mine. Uh, So... One of the DJs she worked with, and I think fans are always talking about the saga to Art Pop 2. So one of the fans, I mean, they're always asking, I'm sorry, they're always asking about it. So one of the producers randomly, I don't know if this is like April's Fool's, I think that's when it happened, but I don't think the dates add up to April's Fool's Day. One of the DJs, DJ White Shadow, he posted a a petition. Oh, no. I'm sorry. He let the fans know. He made this, like, weird... um, message on his social media. And he was like, I've been through a lot of shit. I'm just now... I'm just now literally today still regaining and rebuilding my shit... Um, I hear you guys talking about Art Pop 2. Let her know that you want it out. I'm going to send her a text message now. It was just like this weird, random thing. And then he put um, a He was like, you guys. Oh, I guess he posted the petition. DJ White Shadow. Oh, 
oh, and then, okay, no, a part of his shit, his weird ass message, I'm sorry. He was like, uh, 10K signatures, here's a petition. And so, like, I had, like, I followed this um, fan account, and they were like, they retweeted it. And I was like, 10K? He was like, here's a petition, sign it. It's only, you only need 10K. And we'll talk about, I don't know what it was actually for, because I feel like there's a lot more to get an album out. This particular album out, I feel like there's a lot more to do than just signing a petition and saying, okay, we'll do it. If that was the case, it would have been done. But for him to say, here's a petition, you only need 10K signatures, I'm like, are you serious? 10,000 signatures? That's nothing to get (laughs) for an album. Um, It it just seemed weird, and it was, like, cryptic in a way. Not cryptic, it was just weird, and it was just, like, too general. You only want 10,000 signatures. You only need 10,000 signatures um, for to ask Gaga to even think about putting this album out. And the thing is that the album was so traumatic and there were so many deep cuts. Like, like I said, you know, there's Swine. There is um, our pop itself. Her contemplating what kind of music to make. Her telling her, giving her the statement about this music that she's making. There was... Um, Applause, there was Gypsy, all these like deeper songs with there was um Aura, 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 these songs with like deeper meanings, and so it was like she might not be ready or want to go back and revisit those songs in order to put an album together. Like I said, music is very deep. Like I said a few minutes ago with R. Kelly, music is very deep. And especially for a creator, music is hits deeper than anything else. Definitely. Or if you're a music fan, it hits deeper than anything else. So he's like, be nice to her. This um so then a stan account let's fast forward then a stan account made a petition what made a petition for thirty five thousand. and i just looked at the numbers and they were at 33 they were a little over thirty three thousand signatures <laughs> now and i think it's been Almost a week, uh, if not like a couple of days, if not like four or five days, if not a week, the petition has been out there. And so he was like, you guys need to up it to 100,000 signatures for Interscope. DJ White Shadow, he was saying, you guys need to up it to 100,000 signatures for Interscope to take it seriously. Which I'm like, okay, I guess. He's like, be nice to her because this is a different time. And I'm like, he's like, I sent her a text message about what's going on or whatever I said or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, does she really care right now? She's like off in Italy, which I don't know how she's, she's off in Italy making a movie about Gucci. And I'm like, I feel like that is probably her main priority right now. I don't think she really cares or she's not going to be invested right now about an art pop two being released um yeah i find yeah so i'm just like this is kind of random and weird that this dude is saying here first of all here's ten thousand signatures we need to get this even going so i'm just like it's weird and i just he was like be nice to her because that wasn't a specific it wasn't a really good era for her and she might not want to revisit it. But then um, I just, I literally just saw a fan video and he was like, we're not trying to spark up any kind of any you know, mental illness that might happen. We're not trying to make her go back and revisit a horrible time. We're just saying that we want her to, if she's ready or when she's ready to release this, we are available and accepting. And I'm like, of course, I don't think Gaga has had a flop album so far. Numbers might not have been so great or whatever, or the reception might not have been amazing, but in terms of 
flop albums, Gaga has been very steady for the last 13 years. And I find this whole thing very prematurely, like very MC30, premature in a premature way. Uh, <laughs> you know, Mariah, like her MC30, she's revisiting and opening up her vault to songs she's recorded or songs that songs that she's recorded and songs that haven't that didn't haven't seen the light of day or were supposed to be on the album or were supposed to be a single or whatever and that didn't fan favorites that have been leaked or wasn't um a b-side in america only released in europe or japan you know japan is crazy for gaga um and it's like, I can't remember any other artists really doing this besides, you know, Prince. And like, I think 10 years into his career, he kind of did this. Um, I think it was like the mid 90s, Old Friends for Sale. But that was just like an album to fill up his contract so he can move along. <laughs> I believe that's what it was. Um, Old Friends for Sale. I was going to say Come, but I don't think Come was the album. I think he had, those were like for that specific album. It wasn't like old songs from the years. Now I'm going to release them. And I'm like, oh, I don't think a lot of artists are doing that these days. And so then randomly, another Gaga producer, Blood Pop, he was like, hey guys, we're going to, he didn't even say we're going to do it. He was like, what? Artists, would you like to have for a Chromatica remix album? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what is going on? Why are these producers? First of all, these producers are just like the producers of the time period of they're DJs, but they're being taken as producers, like Geta and um, that's one of the names I just remember. Geta, David Geta, like those type of producers. I mean, DJs that are now quote unquote producers. Why are these people coming out of nowhere and trying to rile up the fans? And get them hype about something that may not even happen, like uh, Art Pop 2, and then, or a chromatic remix album. And then, like, one of the fans' accounts, they were like, Which one do you guys want? An Art Pop 2 or a Chromatica remix? It was just like weird. Like, Kaka, get a hold of these people and tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just feel like they're talking so much about probably nothing. And I do feel like they are powerless. They're wiling the fans and hyping the fans up. Like I said, Gaga is in Italy making a movie. This is probably not her main priority right now. Um, also, I do have a... I'm going to do a um, Chromatica review. I'm just realizing, oh, these, these albums and these songs have been out. You know, Clark Sisters, Dula Peep, I think, also fits in that category. These albums and these songs... They've been out for a year. I'm like, oh, I need. I want to do a lot of more reviews on albums, and hopefully, people, are, you guys are gonna, you guy, are going to listen and watch. Um, but yeah, I just find this whole like DJ White Shadow and Blood Pop commenting on stuff. They probably have no. Oh, like I said, I wanted to do. I'm gonna do a Chromatica review al album review one year later. I'll tell you all my thoughts about the album, the rollout. Um, but that'll be, I think it came out um, in a couple of months from now. But yeah, Gaga, get a hold of these producers. Why are they talking so much? Why do you have, why are they doing this? Like, it's so confusing. And it's like, we don't know what's really next in musical for her. I know, like I said, she's always making music, but it's like, would she? release something if you're a fan and you're listening what are your thoughts on this my thoughts are that it's really weird and it might not happen we are kind of still in the same chromatica era era 
So that could possibly happen. Would Interscope want to release a re, uh, an Outpop 2? I don't know. It's weird. I think like Mary J, she's the only one that I can think of right now that's kind of done that years later. But it's not like it's old music. She just like had, I guess, sort of the same theme music, My Life 1, and then she released My Life 2 in like 2011 or something. I don't know. This is weird. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment. Tell me what's good. Thank you for listening. Next week I'll be back (laughs) with some more shit to talk about. Uh... Yeah, thank you for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at my love my need tonight. And I'll talk with you later. Adios.